0: Hello welcome to Appelosophy Weekly, episode 27, the place we talk about the latest Apple news and rumors. You can g- give us a follow on Instagram at Applosophy, Twitter, and also check out our Facebook page. For all the latest Apple news, visit our website at Applosophy.com. So today I'd like to welcome Brom back to Amplossi Weekly. It's definitely been a while, and I'm happy to have you back, Brom. Uh, Thank you for joining today's episode.
1: Thank you. It's great to be back. I really miss this. Me too. I really miss interacting with the fans, too. It's a great community.
0: Yeah, me too. Especially when we just started uh, doing the live streams on Instagram. It's been more interactive, and uh, we love having our fans be with us, so it's great. It's
1: excellent. Hold on, I got a text. Hold on.
0: Oh, wow. I like- Hello.
1: Sorry, it's Tim. Hold on, I gotta take this.
0: Okay. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I like that. I like that original iPhone. I didn't even know you had one. You like that? I like it. I that was I clear. That was clearly
1: one. just just a, a bit so I could flex.
0: How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the first get, get on back to story. The first thing we're we'll be talking about is iPhone 12, and specifically we're we'll be talking about iPhone 12 pricing. Okay, so John Prosser, the Apple. Okay, I love John Prosser. He's like, whew, he's my favorite. Um, so John Prosser and his team claimed that the 6.1-inch iPhone 12 model will be will have its price increase up from 6.99 to 7.99. Um, this will be the budget model. Uh, it will be featuring uh, featuring the lower price. And for the iPhone 12 higher-end models, the successor of the iPhone 11 Pro and the iPhone 11 Pro Max. Um, it will face the same price as usual, uh, nine ninety nine, and a um, thousand one hundred. So the sources that rumored that Apple's five point four inch iPhone twelve will be priced from six forty nine. Uh, it's making the model affordable. It's making the the sorry, it's making the model affordable iPhone to be expected in the the most affordable iPhone to be expected in the fall, and same. Uh, that goes toward the new budget twenty twenty iPhone SE model a few weeks before its release. So, um, John Prosser. I just got to say one of my favorite definitely one of my favorite new YouTube channels I just I'm going to be completely honest with you okay I discovered John Prosser about a month ago I had no idea who he was I and think I, a lot of people I,
1: discovered John Prosser a month ago
0: Okay I, I okay I had I had no idea who he was and then um I was just checking Twitter I saw some treats, I'm like who's this dude I'm like how, mm-hmm. how how and if you guys don't know who John Prosser is he's a dude who all right, he, he he leaked everything about the iPhone SE practically. I'm not joking. He literally leaked the whole thing, well, except for a photo of it, obviously. Yeah, go on. Well, I,
1: I mean, to to put it simply, he's an he's an internet personality. Um, he, he's a content he's creator he's on YouTube. Boring. He's unique. Yeah, he has an interesting take on Apple news that I, I think a lot of people uh, haven't seen before. He kind of he kind of puts it in a comedy sort of Tosh oh kind of vibe. Yeah. Yeah, the way he, he reviews Apple News. And so the nature of his show is is based on things like sarcasm and slapstick humor and sound effects and things like that. So it's really goofy, um, but it's funny. And he delivers uh, serious news from time to time. And I think that's why he was met with a lot of skepticism from the Apple community and from from previous leakers like Ming-Chi right. like the people at Bloomberg, because he was new to the game. And uh, he he was throwing around a lot of information that nobody could verify yet, um, but he did. He leaked a lot of details about the new iPhone SE, and and most, if not all of it, was correct. So, um, he's made himself a, a a notable member of the rumor mill now. Right. Well, in the Apple community. Well, I thought
0: that was funny. Um. So I was I was on Twitter, and John Prosser was just doing a Q and A, and like one hour later, you know the website iMore dot com, they just yeah. they just wrote an article about the whole Q and A. I was all like. I'm, like it's funny how he become like no one trusted him until like he has like a huge reputation now. Um, well, that's my thing
1: is you know I I get that it was met with skepticism. Again, he's a new player to the game. Um, I don't I don't think it warranted everyone you know attacking him and bullying him and telling him that he was wrong. I mean nobody could have could have verified the things that he was saying and and look it turned out to be true. So and, you know and he was look part of it is he was looking for a pat on the back the whole time. Mm-hmm. And you know what? You just have to wait till the day of reckoning. And and I thought it, it could have been handled a lot better, um, between nine to five Mac and him, um, as far as giving him the recognition that he deserved. But it's really challenging because you have all this, this this information, all these leaks, all this this buzz out at once, and it's it's nobody can really verify. You're just bouncing right. off one another.
0: It's trust, and obviously, you got everything right. And yeah, once once I mean, Apple it, announces it, like this is what I thought was interesting. Um, Mac for a while, they were super confident they had the release dates of the iPhone SE, and they, in the short term, they kind of effed up. Um, is it exactly their fault? Not really. Maybe they could, the could, I think 9.5 Mac really got misled on those release dates. Um, well, it, do, do, it's do you interesting right about, right? About, yeah, it's yeah. interesting to talk about. Yeah, it's
1: interesting to talk about the situation because. Both parties could have handled it uh, in a more mature manner, in my opinion. Um, you know, 9to5Mac thought they had it right, and they usually do. They usually, they have a very good reputation. Um, but I also think it's the job of 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 tech sites and jur- tech journalism in general, like App to report on the rumors, to keep people mm-hmm. informed on the rumors. A lot of times rumors and leaks and all that nonsense is all that we have. And that's what makes the community special is we we bond over this this sort of speculative nature and we get excited about the products that are coming out. We get excited about talking about them and what they enable us to do. And and I think if we focus on that at its core, there there wouldn't be any negativity if we just focused on that. But I think people obsess over, well, you got to give me credit for this or I'm the one that said that or this person said this. And it, it just gets really... It it creates this noise where um, the, the positivity that we usually foster in this community just gets lost.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see what you mean. But it was definitely it was definitely interesting to see how nine five Mac was wrong, and then it turned out John Prosper was one hundred percent correct. Um, those things happen. Um, rumors are rumors; are not like rumors are not one hundred percent correct That's all the, the time. Point, That's the point, though. He was looking a for a fight. Mm-hmm.
1: He was looking for a fight, though, from the beginning.
0: Uh, to be honest, the fact that <laughs> Yeah, yeah. To be honest with you, I think, I think he wanted. I think, like, I was watching him on YouTube a couple weeks ago. I really think he wanted the drama to happen. Like, he he literally told all his he literally told all of his, he really told all of his fans to. Um, well, and look at this. it's back and watch.
1: <laughs> if you look at this as an interesting dichotomy here, because you have the, the nine to five Mac, which is just serious tech journalism, keeping people up to date. You know they talk about earnings calls and things like that. Okay, that's over here. And then you have John Prosser, who's who's a YouTuber, and uh, the YouTube model as a YouTube creator, as you know, is they make money off of ad revenue. So the more controversial they are, the more attention they can direct on themselves, mm-hmm. the more views they get, and the more the more money they bring in. Um. So so his model is very different. His model is is like a celebrity. The more attention he can draw to himself the more outrageous he is the more fights he picks um the more views he gets and the more money he pulls in it's as simple as that and i think if they could just respect one another and do their own thing if that's possible um we we wouldn't have had all this you know all like i said all this noise drowning out what usually makes the rumor mill interesting
0: correct right i agree um could he handle him in a more professional manner yes i agree about that um
1: but then again, it's it's like telling a comedian yeah. that their joke is offensive. It's that's that's the nature of him and what he does, and people watch it and enjoy it. You know, you can't you. It's definitely the most you, unique
0: album ever. Yeah, mostly. yeah.
1: You can't show up to a stand-up comedy show and you know and heckle heckle the guy on stage saying I don't agree with your joke. Well, that's the nature of of what he does. He's an internet personality. He's a comedian. That's you know exactly. it's yeah. So it's.
0: But yeah, yeah. but you can go around circles all day. Yeah, personally, he's great. Okay, so next we're gonna be moving on. We're gonna be talking about more iPhone 12 rumors and news. So next we're gonna be talking about, most specifically, iPhone 12's mass production. So the Mm. so the latest news uh, on the iPhone 12 mass production is it's currently current. So according to the Wall Street Journal, the iPhone 12's mass production is delayed by at least one month, and it's it's behind by its normal schedule, meaning that the iPhone 12 will most likely suffer a delay and will be launched later than. Than the September as usual, um. So, from what I think it is, I I'm really I really think they're gonna pull off what they did with the iPhone 10, for example. So, what what they what Apple did for the iPhone 10 was they announced it in September, I believe September 12th. Am I correct about that? September 12th.
1: Yes, I believe it was so, September 12th. September
0: 12th. And then, um, they announced the phone in November, They launched the phone on November 3rd. So Mm -hmm. I'm really thinking that Apple's gonna they could potentially announce the phone in September, but release it in November. I think I can see them playing that game with what they did with the iPhone 10. Um, do we 100% know that? No, we don't. This is just what I'm speculating what they could do with the current circumstances of the COVID-19 pandemic. But I do. It's I am pretty confident it's gonna it's definitely delayed. Um, I just don't know how Apple's gonna play it. For example, what are your thoughts?
1: Well, I think a lot of a lot of people in our community um, are excited about the phone. They want it to drop as soon as possible, um, but the reality is we've been hearing a lot of reports that that it won't reach the September window, and that's fine. And for Apple as a company, um, it's not like an update to the latest iPhone is is urgent. I mean, their their latest flagship phones are already miles ahead of what everybody else is doing in the industry as far as performance, as far as battery life, as far as picture and video and things like that. The camera's miles ahead. So it's kind of one of those things where they already own the market and and you know, they could take their time to catch up. It's not a very time-sensitive launch.
0: I agree. So, so someone in the comments said, "Do you believe the next iPhone will have USB type C?" Um, what do you think?
1: Well, we've heard a lot um, from, again, from some reputable leakers like Ming Chico and from Bloomberg as well about the transition that Apple's planning to make between the current lightning connector and possibly USB-C, and then eventually a portless phone, one that you could set on a wireless charger uh, similar to OnePlus, and it does this sort of hypercharge thing um, where it charges in minutes. Um, And that, to me, that's the only way that you could make a truly portless phone feasible is if, you know, I could take a phone and lie Mm -hmm. it on a charger and then, you know, a minute later it's charged that, that kind of stuff's really cool. And I think it's the only thing that's the only kind of technology that would make it feasible to go with a portless phone. The consensus is Apple is moving from lightning to a portless phone. Whenever that portless phone is ready, they don't have plans to move to USB C. It's definitely gonna take courage. Time, yeah, much, what they say. much courage. It'll be the headphone jack all over again.
0: But yeah, I'll really it'll be it'll definitely be really interesting what Apple's gonna play, um, what cards are gonna be picking when they launch this phone. I mean, like, it seems I like I just, they, I just they, don't know how everyone will react to a portless phone. I think it'll be something that's a like slow transition type of thing. Like maybe they'll slow like, maybe they can have like, I don't know. What do you think?
1: Well, to to me it. It seems like, you know, and Apple always has a vision.
0: Mm-hmm. They
1: always. It seems like Apple values USB-C uh, as as a utility, as a a port designed for uh, for creative professionals, for people that that do need to import things from a camera, because they designate it to their uh, pro devices and you know a handful of MacBooks that are out now. Um, at this point, there would be, if they were passionate about USB-C, there would be no reason for them not to include it on the latest iPhones and all the latest iPads. The big thing that people don't talk about is um, Apple has this this sort of this monopoly going with with Apple cords. So if you're a third-party provider and you want to sell a lightning cord on Amazon... You have to pay for a certification from Apple to say, okay, this lightning cord is certified and this is what we're going to charge for it. You can't just, I mean, I'm sure there's a black market for lightning cords, but you can't sell them on any marketplace like Amazon or like Best Buy. You can't sell them in stores unless you have that certification from Apple. That whole design's patented. So, um, Apple makes uh, billions of dollars just from uh, the their certificate revenue that comes from uh, from Lightning connectors every year, and I don't think that's something they're ready to give up yet.
0: Right. One thing I want to mention: someone in the comments said, "Possible? Uh, is it possible that the iPhone Twelve will have a Smart Connector?" Um, so, from I'm gonna I'll, I'll answer this question. So, from what I saw was according to John Prosser that uh, he said that the iPhone Twelve won't won't have a Smart Connector. Um, they said Apple may have. From this is what I believe Apple. I'm sure Apple tested it, and prototyped it before, but it, it, from what I've heard, that the iPhone 12 is not going to have a smart connector. Did you hear anything similar, Braun?
1: Well, we've had some we've had some CAD models come in from the new iPhone 12, supposed CAD models in mm-hmm. leaks. Uh, everything and
0: Apple Pro I know, but John yeah, said re- said and that it's it won't something it. like
1: this. It's something like what you would find on the latest gen Apple Pencil. It's a small uh, sort of indentation, almost a flat side on the side of the uh, phone. yeah. And it's about the size of your finger. Maybe that's Touch ID. Maybe they're using Touch ID in conjunction with Face ID to make the phone more secure, um, to make it faster, to help you in situations where, like now you're wearing a mask or something, you can't see the whole face, and to just offer more options. Maybe they're going to be using them together. But what I've seen is something very similar to this, where it's just this flat, sort of smooth indentation on the side of the phone
0: mm-hmm.
1: that's what we've seen from the cats are they real we have no idea
0: so going back to the ice controls mass production um the wall street journal has also reported that apple has cut its bill estimates for the fourth quarter of 2020 as much as 20 percent so apple yeah. so i think Apple's doing this so they don't obviously waste money but because of the it'll be a lower demand because of the COVID 19 pandemic going on across the whole entire world right now um I think Apple's just taking cautionary measures like any company would. Um, they don't want to... It's supply and demand. They don't want to... They don't want to have... They don't want to overdo it. I guess you can say they just want to have exactly right. Well,
1: and Apple had their own earnings call yesterday. Uh, their quarter one earnings right, call. I,
0: I listened to it yesterday, too.
1: Yeah, and, and um, Tim clarified. He said, he goes, you know, we have our head down. We're hitting the grindstone. And, you know, if... The first half of 2020 has shown you guys anything is, we're gonna continue to release products. Uh, We're working as hard as we can. Um, And in in some areas, people are working harder. Some people, some areas are still suffering and Apple's Apple's looking to tie up loose ends in a new, entirely digital age of collaboration that we're experiencing right now because of COVID-19. But he made it clear that the company is still working very hard. And products and software and all that nonsense will still come out. It'll still be released, and I I, I think they're they're taking it in stride just like many of us are. Um, so I, I don't think it's anything to worry about.
0: Right. I'm not I'm not I'm not too worried about it either. Um, I mean, a- Apple's been doing this forever. I'm sure that know. I'm sure they know what they're doing. Obviously. Well, yeah, they have uh, a lot of experts um, behind this. Obviously, yeah, but um. Going back to the iPhone 12 mass production, is it going to be delayed? Well, a ton of sources are saying yes, it's going to be delayed by at least a month. We'll see what yeah. happens when um, the day, these next days are coming forward and what news we see about that. Um, but yeah, it'll definitely be interesting to see what Apple plays, um, what cards they'll pick on, of how they're going to be doing it. Um, okay, so the next thing we're gonna be talking about is iOS thirteen point five. So Apple released iOS thirteen point five beta three um, a, a couple days ago. Um, so basically, what the update does, it it helps you unlock your iPhone easier and faster. Well, basically we're wearing a face mask. Um, this is a good mm-hmm. thing for people. Um, this is a really good thing because a lot of people have been wearing face masks in public, which is which is recommended by the CDC and in the WHO but um it's so basically um if you wear a mask right now and you're using face id it'll not it'll definitely not work because um your face is covered it can't see your face but what apple's doing is they're making it easier to unlock your phone wearing the face mask um specifically i was 13.5 beta 3. um this is interesting yeah. if we could
1: talk about this for a moment because yeah, sure. so so this is those of you who are on the beta program or unfamiliar with how the beta program works. If you're on the beta program, um, Apple seeds you different builds of, of pre-release software. And uh, we were using 13.4.5 um, for the past month or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we were expecting a couple days ago, we were expecting a new version of 13.4.5 uh, beta three to drop. They actually just took it up to 13.5 It's just 13.5. It's still identified as beta 3, but it's just 13.5 instead of 13.4.5. In addition to the COVID-19 tracing provision, the Bluetooth tech that we're talking about, the the sort of opt-in, and then they'll use Bluetooth to see if you've come in contact with someone that has COVID-19, that's included, and also, uh, they added a new feature for group FaceTime. So it's called Automatic Prominence. And if you guys are unfamiliar with that, what that is is um, on a group FaceTime call, you can have up to 32 people in at once. And that that was released in iOS 12.1. But it's carried on over to 13. And what happens is it has this very unique feature where when you're when you're FaceTiming a lot of people at once, uh, the yeah, the people that are speaking... Um, their, their faces are floating in these tiles, and the people that start speaking, their tile kind of gradually get bigger as they speak louder. And so it's sort of this dynamic interface where as people are speaking, um, their face will, will come to the forefront of this group FaceTime UI. And then in the latest beta, Apple audit added the ability to turn off that feature, which is called automatic prominence. And so you can just sort of have a normal grid uh, of people on group FaceTime and then you can manually tap to make each tile bigger for each individual user.
0: Right. Um, I'm honestly not a huge fan. I like it. I think it's cool. But personally, I've done AppLosophy internal meetings with FaceTime before. I'm not, I'm not 100% a huge fan of it bouncing like that. It gets kind of annoying yeah. when you're just looking at it. You're just all like, oh, it's moving around. Um, but
1: Yeah, it's supposed to be convenient. It's supposed to bring... Uh, it's supposed to give priority to the people that are speaking. That way it doesn't feel like a jumbled mess, like a Zoom call where it's like, who's saying that? And then you have to look for whose mouth is moving, you know? It's supposed to help that. Um, And to be honest with you, I'm in love with the feature. I love the feature. And when I saw that the ability to disable it came out, I didn't really understand why until I heard from people like you that that didn't like the feature. Uh, But initially, my reaction initially was kind of that old, old apple proverb right about uh if we as long as we don't add the control no one can turn it off right right if if the button's not there nobody can mess with the button
0: um
1: i just picture i just picture a lot of grandparents disabling that by mistake and then going who's talking you know and getting really <laughs> close up to the screen like this with yeah. their nostrils
0: yeah <laughs> um but the disable yeah looking looking uh, in our report that group facetime can be disabled by uh opening the settings and navigating to the facetime settings and then um there's a there's now a whole section called automatic province and you just disable it and yeah yeah it, i think it's pretty co- interesting I, I think it's a cool feature but i think it gets annoying after a while like i, I use facetime a lot and some especially i had a, one time i had a group facetime with about i think like seven eight people and just whew, it was moving around everywhere and like I was going to say, how many
1: people have you had on at once? I think, the most, I think the
0: most was seven or eight.
1: I think I've done about four or five, maybe.
0: Right. Yeah, I had, a, I had a, I had a group Facetime with with some friends um, I haven't talked to since March because <laughs> of COVID nineteen, and yeah, um, we only, it was only like four people, including me. It was just whew, it was going on everywhere.
1: <laughs> yeah, someone mentioned in the comments here said, uh, they said. You can always put a border or something to know who is speaking instead of the zoom in thing. Mm. That's, yeah, that's a good idea. Zoom does that. I think they highlight the tiles.
0: Yeah, they do. But for yeah. me,
1: it doesn't It doesn't work for me all the time. So
0: yeah, I prefer I, the I prominence do zoom thing, but
1: I think it's down to preference.
0: Yeah, I've done, zoom, I've done zoom meetings before and it does that. Um, It doesn't always work 100% of the time, but yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, okay, so the next thing we're going to be talking about is iPhone 11. We're going to be talking about iPhone 11, the market share in India. So, according to a latest report from CounterPoint Research, Apple has emerged as the leader of the ultra-premium smartphone market. Phones above the uh, 45,000 45, rubles are part of this market where Apple has 55% of the market share. Half, yeah. half the number of phones were Apple devices, with others uh, mainly Samsung and OnePlus. Um, so here's a quote from Counterpoint. Counterpoint says, Apple grew a strong 78% year-over-year driven by the surge in the shipments of the iPhone 11 and multiple discounts on e-shopping platforms, Amazon, and Flipkart. In the past, Apple's latest generation iPhone, the iPhone 10R, uh, helped Apple grew in India in the iPhone 11, and it, it was boosted by the growth. Um, so yeah, you all. Know?
1: Key takeaway not from that but from the comments someone commented that my hair is looking amazing that's true <laughs> thank you I, my hair is... this is this is what you get man when you're in quarantine
0: hair- i haven't got a haircut since february
1: i think it looks I'm, i mean
0: it's okay i need yeah. a haircut
1: i think we all do I, I tried to do mine i think it looks pretty good
0: it's okay mine's okay obviously the
1: viewers think so <laughs>
0: oh my gosh okay um going back to the story um so iphone I th- 11 in india right, right? correct um so
1: 55 percent of the premium smartphone market share in india that's a big deal
0: right and iphone um, demands definitely grown in india i've been seeing i know yeah. App- i know apple's for sure trying to get a store in india i know they're trying really hard to get a store an apple retail store in india um I really think it's a huge market for Apple. I just think they want to make the correct... I think it's taken a while because, number one, they want to make the correct approach because they, they can't just launch 100 stores at once, obviously, and they they got to know where to put it. It takes, re, it takes R&D and research to do this. Um, well... Yeah, go on.
1: I, I, again, w- one of the other things that, that the Appleosophy article noted here on iPhone 11 in India was a 78% year-over-year growth... And they attributed that that to online markets where uh, the iPhone 11 is available now, such as Amazon. Um, That's a really big deal. Um, When when Amazon added the ability or or partnered with Apple to add the ability where you could purchase Apple products online Mm -hmm. uh, through Amazon, that was a big deal. I mean, next day, Amazon Prime shipping on Apple products. I'm sure a lot of people were rushing that saying, sign me up.
0: Um, yeah, I actually bought my iPad. Um, I'm using it right now. Here, I'll show you. But I'll, I'll my, I bought my my iPhone 11. Sorry, my iPad 7th generation off of Amazon. Nice. Um, it was actually on sale for $280, so it was a good deal. Um, I That's got the it. other thing
1: is we've seen a lot of discounts now that Apple products have made their way onto Amazon.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I've seen... It's really exciting stuff. AirPods. There's always a discount on AirPods yeah. on Amazon. Yeah. Like, I see them for, like, 139 AirPods and Apple Watch, too. I yeah. see them even down as 129 And same with the AirPods Pro. They're discounting Amazon right now, I believe. Or they used to.
1: There's been some killer deals, yeah.
0: But, yeah. Um, Amazon's definitely a good... I mean, it sucks for third-party sellers that... I think... I'm pretty sure some third-party sellers got kicked out from Amazon... Got kicked off of Amazon because Amazon's an official store. Um, so, I mean... I. I guess it sucks for them, but at the same time, uh, buying Apple products for Amazon is a good move. Um, oh, I that's forgot. That's an mention. interesting.
1: Yeah, that's an interesting point that that you noted right there about third-party sellers.
0: Because mm-hmm. there's thing, a lot
1: of uh, certified Apple resellers that that were pushed to the side now that Apple officially has a presence on Amazon.
0: Right. Um, one thing I want to mention is that. I I use Amazon Prime now, which is the two-hour delivery. So I had my iPad delivered for free. Oh, I just had to pay. I had to nice. tip. I paid a tip, but I got delivered um, in less than two hours to my house. So it was really wow. It was really cool. Uh, but I haven't done That's Amazon. That's awesome. I know. I haven't. I haven't. It was a good experience. I know Apple does two-hour delivery um, on Apple.com. I think they use like a third party. I did
1: that once for a watch band. It was awesome.
0: Really? Uh, do Do you know yeah. what third party they use? Is it? I think is it Postmates. <laughs> So, I have no idea. I heard I've, heard,
1: I've heard that it's based off Postmates, but I'm not sure.
0: Well, anyways, it's still really it was cool. awesome,
1: though. Yeah.
0: So, we're going to move on to the next story. Next, The next thing we're going to be talking about is Apple retail stores across the world in the United States. So, Apple could reopen many more stores in May 2020. So, uh, a couple of days ago, in a weekly video update shared with staff that our Apple employees, uh, DJ O'Brien... Apple's vice president of retail and people today told Apple Mm -hmm. employees that many more Apple stores are set to are are set to start reopening in May, according to a report from Bloomberg news. So a quote from a quote from Bloomberg, um, DJ O'Brien vice president of retail and people made a disclosure in a weekly video update, according to retail employees familiar with the matter. She doesn't specify which stores or regions, but she says, um, they're continuing to analyze the health situation in every location and I, do exp- mm-hmm. and I do expect we reopen up many stores in May. The company also declined to comment to Bloomberg about this. So um, this is an indicator that Apple could be re- opening slowly opening stores in the United States. Um, I've been reading that... I read this another report that Apple stores can be opening in Australia soon. Um, about one or two yeah. weeks. So it's interesting that-
1: because a lot of people are, are, are wondering what is it going to be like when the Apple store opens again? Uh, and we've already seen this, it's already happening in places like South Korea where, uh, Apple stores are opening up again. They have been for the last month. Um, as the curve begins to flatten in that region, right. Apple stores are reopening and, um, we've seen this formula where the products themselves are placed six feet apart. Mm, So yeah. Um, you're not you're you're standing the correct distance apart and um, Genius bars are not taking any inquiries unless it's for repair. So all tech supports online now.
0: Yeah. yeah, that's what I've been seeing too. Um yeah. but And they're screening people for symptoms. I just as mentioned well. the Apple store in South Korea opened a couple of days ago, I think about a week ago. Mm-hmm. Um and it had been closed since March fourteenth, I believe. No, I think it was earlier than that. Sorry, I am meant to say all the Apple stores in the U.S. and other places around the world have been closed since March 14th. Um, but we'll we'll definitely going to see a slow rollout. It really depends on the, the what what state you live in the United States because it's the COVID 19 pandemic situation is managed by the govern is by, managed by the governor. Um, it's not federally, so it's all by state. So it'll be different. So Apple will kind of be forced to um, slowly open Apple stores around the world in different. Around the world and in different states too. They can't just open all at once. Yeah. Um. Okay. So speaking of the COVID-19 pandemic, Apple Maps is now showing COVID-19 testing sites in the United States. So Apple a couple days ago has released a brief upgrade to the well-known Apple Maps, and they are and they uh, the most of the places for COVID-19 testing are marked across the U.S. At the moment, all hospitals, urgent care clinics, pharmacies, and dedicated testing sites, which are available on Apple Maps. Fall into the new COVID-19 testing, testing category, and they are now prioritized along other essential categories such as grocery stores and more. The category also yeah. includes various useful information and links such as links to the COVID-19 screening tool, special requirements the institution may have, and details reg- reg- uh, regarding appointments. Yeah, Go ahead, Brom.
1: It's interesting because uh, about a month ago, we saw uh, Apple with the stay-at-home orders and everything we saw Apple update Apple Max, Apple Maps. So, over the keep in mind these are over the air updates, so you don't need to update the software on your phone to take advantage of these features. But about a month ago, we saw Apple update Apple Maps um, to give greater priority to things like hospitals and urgent care and pharmacies, like you mentioned. Um, and now they're just adding testing sites to that COVID category, meaning when you open Maps, you'll see you'll see those places prioritize over things uh, like grocery stores and restaurants and things like that.
0: Right. Yes. Yeah, I really think it's good. I think Apple's playing, doing their part and I think they're doing a really good job. I know they've been donating masks. I think about six, six million, six million plus. Well, I know for a fact.
1: Yeah. And I mean, they and they patented their own design.
0: They did? Oh, I didn't, even, those, I didn't hear about yeah, that. Yeah,
1: The plastic mask.
0: Really? Oh, wow. That's cool. The one that
1: goes around. Yeah. Tim Tim Cook had a whole video on it about a uh, about a month ago.
0: Okay, that's really cool. We tried I didn't, one I didn't, on and stuff. Yeah, I didn't know Apple pat- I didn't know Apple it. That That's really cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's
1: interesting too. You have to you have to commend uh, the remarkable developers that are behind this and how fast they're acting um, to to offer us these features. This, this Bluetooth tracing stuff. I mean, it's all encrypted. It's all end to end secure. Uh, you can imagine the architecture um, behind all this stuff it's very not advanced stuff but it's stuff that takes time Mm -hmm. and apple's been so steadfast in responding to the pandemic in in ways that are meaningful and so you have to you have to commend those people
0: Okay, so next we're going to be talking about is Apple starts the production of its third generation AirPods in the first half of 2021. According to the analyst Min Chico, who, write, who, who wrote a note to investors uh, a couple days ago, Apple is working on third generation AirPods as their production will start uh, during the first half of 2021. The, the new AirPods will adopt the same design as the same second generation AirPods that are the biggest change to the internal, will be an internal one. Uh, featuring the system used in the AirPods Pro, and replacing the RigFlex uh, PCB plus and SMT. Um. So, what are what th- what are your expectations for these new AirPods?
1: Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what we've learned. So, this is what the leaks are predicting: is okay, uh, AirPods third generation, starting production first half of twenty twenty one, right? And what we have, if if you look at the architecture of an AirPod right now, what you have in there is a combination. It's if it's a PC, PCB and SMT architecture. And what that means, if you're unfamiliar, it's a printed circuit board and surface mount technology. So they're able to print the circuit board into a specially designed shape in order to fit in that AirPod. And then they mount the transistors on top. So it's a PCP plus SMT technology. That's what they call that. And something that we've seen Um, on the Apple Watch since 2014 is something called SIP, System and Package. And Mm -hmm. um, that allows Apple to incorporate things like an application processor, uh, power management, LTE radios, all those things onto one chip. So it's extremely power efficient um, and it enables a lot of new capabilities. Um, Imagine being able to leave your house and talk to siri and ask siri to play playlists into your ears without needing an apple watch an iphone ipad or anything else just wearing the airpods and the airpods being able to connect to the internet and feed you the podcast in real time or make a telephone call things like that i mean imagine if 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 your airpods did more than just connect to your devices but actually were a a little computer themselves and had had some of these capabilities that an apple watch has i think that's what people can look forward to and what what they can imagine is uh airpods with some of the capabilities of an apple watch i think that's the direction that apple's going in
0: right um so i actually uh funny story actually a lot the headphones i have were the beats Mm -hmm. x and i lost them so I'm really trying to decide what I should be going for. Should I be going for the AirPods or should I just buy the Beats X again? You can literally find the Beats X for like 40 bucks refurbished on eBay. Wow. That's how I got mine originally. Yeah, I know they're, they're 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 definitely a lot cheaper. They're great for working um, out, out too. Um yeah, and I want a, I want a type of I guess headphones that are good for running in. So I've been looking at AirPods too. Mm-hmm. Um what what do you what, what would you recommend for me? Uh, would you recommend the AirPods or the Beats X?
1: It depends on what you do, because if you're doing a lot of working oh, working out and running and stuff like that, I've, I've found that, that the Beats work wonderfully. Um, mm-hmm. AirPods Pro, on the other hand, are great for running. It's a really snug fit. Um, it feels like little pillows in your ears. They feel great.
0: Do you think the regular AirPods will fall out? I do.
1: I do, especially okay, as that's... you sweat. As As you sweat um they they do have oh, like it, it slips yeah out. they're they're completely smooth they're glossy so they just they slip out
0: right um yeah i, I might just get the beats x again um yeah or i might just wait for the i AirPods recommend that Pro. if you're
1: on the move a lot if you're running if you're exercising i recommend the beats x my beats x
0: the, my Beats X really, they really you stayed in pretty well um, yeah if you're, you're looking just canceling too yeah if you're
1: just looking for convenience and you're mainly going to use them at your desk or just you know walking around from time to time i think airpods but if you need a secure right. fit and you find that the earpods don't fit snugly in your ears i would definitely recommend beats x
0: mm-hmm. right i think i'll go for the beats x we'll see i'll, I'll give you a report yeah man get back um, to me on that oh yeah, well, yeah, i will okay so our last story for today's episode we're gonna be talking about um, iPhone 8 and iPhone SE. So iFixit details which parts can be swapped between the iPhone 8 and the iPhone SE. Today, iFixit, sh- sorry, a couple days ago, iFixit basically shared a report detailing which parts, f- uh, from the new iPhone 2020 iPhone SE could be replaced with those from the iPhone 8. Um, this is, co- I think this is coming just a, a days after a teardown video they posted. I should know. sorry, it was a, cu- a couple days after a Chinese YouTuber who highlighted some of the similarities between the two devices. Um... So iFixit reports uh, mentions that the 2020 iPhone SC's camera, SIM tactic engine, and display assembly are all swappable with iPhone 8 parts. However, it is worth noting that True Tone functionality will be lost with any iPhone screen swap without access to a screen programmer. Yeah. So. Which I thought was really interesting because uh, isn't it software programmed?
1: Yeah, it, it's interesting to for us to speculate how this works. We truly don't know. Uh, my understanding is, just from what I've heard, is when you go and you, when you do a repair through Apple, say at an Apple store, and they replace right. your screen, it goes through uh, a calibration process. Um, after it's con- after it connects to the digitizer, which um, enables things like True which in- which gives the device access to the ambient light sensor and allows it to adjust the color temperature and brightness depending on the ambient light in the room. So I, my understanding is there's a calibration process that goes with that, and the programmer is just someone that has access to that equipment and pushes a button and makes it happen. I don't think it's someone, you know, sitting there, you know, typing in lines of code, optimizing each iPhone for that process. I think I'm sure it's special equipment that we're not aware of, um, that does that.
0: Right, um, yeah. It's definitely it's definitely an Apple thing. Why that? Why that's the case? Because Apple's is all like. Don't repair your don't. I think I really think Apple doesn't want people repairing their own phones, and I think that's just an obstacle, I guess you can well, say. But what do you think? You the Apple
1: likes containing people in their ecosystem,
0: right. and
1: they do it for many reasons. A lot of people think it's just so they can suck more money out of you, and sometimes that's the case. I'm going to be real. I'm an Apple fan, and sometimes you know, it's more conducive for them to do that. They can they have a monopoly on iphone cords and the cases and everything else and it's working really great for them when it comes to something like just dis- repairing the battery of the display the phone itself can recognize if you've installed an inauthentic battery or display and then it mm-hmm. may disable things like true tone it may disable things like power management or low power mode and it's hard to say if apple does those things on purpose to try to direct the user to an Apple repair shop or a certified uh, repair shop so that they can get the money from that or if it's done for precautionary reasons. Say you install a third party, third party batteries blow up all the time. You know, people have half their face missing. I think it's about keeping the consumer informed, but then also allowing them, give them the right to repair. We have this whole right to repair movement happening right now. I think people should be given the right to repair their own devices, but they have to understand the precautionary measures that go along with that. I think Apple does a good job of keeping people informed and it's mistaken for Apple trying to control the market in a way that helps them make more money. Why do you think their products work so beautifully together? Why do you think Apple Watch and iPhone and AirPods work so harmoniously?
0: authentic parts
1: yeah it's those authentic parts and it's it's the ecosystem that they built um where you you know these aren't just parts bin products they're built from the ground up and apple makes their own silicon they make and pretty soon they'll be making their own modems for 5g and things like that so in and the more the more parts that they can control the more seamless of an experience that they can offer and that's that's the only way i can put in it's important to note, yeah, though, from iFixit's uh, article that uh, while components like the home button and battery may appear identical between the iPhone SE and the iPhone 8, um, it does have a different logic board. Um, right, right. So, so it's
0: because of the A13. Because the
1: A13 chip. Um, so you, those parts aren't interchangeable. You can't replace home buttons or batteries between an iPhone 8 and an iPhone SE, even though the battery is the same capacity, you can't do it because there's a different logic board connector. So right. that's 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 yeah, interesting. Yeah, I, I,
0: I do find it kind of cool they do share the sim they do share similar parts. And I'm looking at a photo right now, and you can't it compares to the iPhone eight and iPhone SE, and you can't really tell. There's there's not really too much a difference if you're looking at the photo. Yeah, it's just it's just a little bit. Well, in, it's the same. And resurrecting
1: yeah. this design, uh, it's it's a beloved design. It's a lot of it's a design that a lot of people love. Um, a lot of people feel more at home with a home button that'll play on words there. Um, what's interesting to note is people have been asking for a premium flagship level phone um, in with that smaller form factor from Apple for a long time. And a lot of people, a lot of people were, were pleased with the iPhone SE, but it wasn't what they envisioned. And so when we're talking mm-hmm. about things like this late 2020 iPhone 12, that's gonna come in a 5.4 inch size. For comparison, you have the iPhone 10, the 10s, and the 11 come in that 5.8 inch size. So I don't know what kind of difference 0.4 inches is gonna make, but it'll definitely be a smaller form factor with all of the latest uh, features. It's rumored to be to, that it's going to include not only the latest chip and 5G modems, but also the LiDAR sensor that we had on the iPad Pro 2020 the latest gen iPad Pro. So we could see um, a, a smaller um, handheld phone with an entirely um, new flagship specs. And that's really exciting. I think that's what those people are looking for. Will it be more expensive? Totally. But it's going to give people that edge-to-edge display, that 5G, everything that they're asking for. Right. And there's a lot of people that just want a smaller phone not necessarily a budget phone but a phone with a smaller form factor and i think that that the 5.4 inch iPhone 12 is what a lot of people are looking forward to this fall
0: do i do you guys said, i do love my iPhone 11 hey i upgrade um the phone before that I had an iPhone 6s mm-hmm. i upgraded from the iPhone 6s to 11 and wow i can't i'm just going back i saw like i was going through my camera roll a couple of days ago yeah. and i saw a photo of me holding my iPhone 6s and i keep going back damn how do i use that thing like, cause I have an iPhone 11 yeah. now. It's such a huge upgrade. Well, and the iPhone
1: 11 is is a bigger screen diagonally, but it's it the footprint isn't isn't so large. And
0: we've exactly. seen Apple
1: move in that direction with with edge to edge displays. Uh, a lot of people, I know Rene Ritchie has talked about. A lot of people were were banking on an iPhone SE with an edge to edge display, um, but that's that curved technology that that uh, pixel aliasing uh um if for LED and then OLED technology with the flexible displays that's tech that still costs a lot of money and the supply chains just aren't there yet to offer you uh, that technology at $400 so that's why Apple's stuck with LED and that's why Apple's stuck with that that iPhone 8 form factor it's the only way they could have offered a phone at that price
0: right um but yeah overall it, who, going, from the six, going from the 6S to the um, huge upgrade going from the, to, to the, yeah it's such a huge upgrade and I'm glad I made the upgrade Um, okay so that's the last story for today's episode Uh, Brom thank you for joining today's episode thank um, you so much Holden it, it, it was a pleasure having you again and we'll have to have you back
1: yeah man I'd love to do this again with you it's like I said it's a great community um, and it, it's good to be back it's good to be interacting with the fans and and uh, talking about the latest news with you guys
0: right we'd like to thank everyone for listening um be sure to give us a follow on Apple on instagram twitter and facebook and for all the latest apple news and rumors you can visit dot um and of course you can listen to this podcast on apple Podcasts, spotify and google i think sorry google Podcasts. they changed the name <laughs> <laughs> it used to be called google play podcast now it's called google Podcasts. So i can just have them I'm like they're always uh, changing names what, I'm like, uh, what is it called? <laughs> I know, um, but yeah, uh, be sure to check us out on um, your favorite podcast platforms. And also to mention, we're also on Spotify now, so you can listen on Spotify. Very cool. Um, that's it, that. That's the end of this episode. And thank you guys for listening. Thank
1: you guys so much.